0: Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial art conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Go to www.piranagear.com for all your martial art equipment needs. And now, here are your hosts, Dan and Paul. Hello again, everybody. We're back. This is Paul with Karate Cafe with my good friend Dan. Dan, how are you?
1: Good. How are you? Long time.
0: Yeah, just happy to be here. Just happy to be part of the team. Uh, I've I've put out a, a couple of minisodes since uh, we went quiet for, well, gee, about a quarter, I guess. Yeah, um, holding down the fort. Really, um, but we're back. But and we're back. And and, and we right. and we got a story to tell, as the, as the kids say on the street. Um, just a brief recap. Uh, yeah. Apparently we we've both moved. Um
1: Yeah, the uh, the outage was not um uh uh just because we were feeling lazy.
0: <laughs> Although there may have been a little bit of that involved. Well there well. may have been a little bit. Of that. Sure. Yeah. Uh we we uh, both uh moved. Uh yep. changed jobs, changed houses, changed cities. Yep. Uh changed our At training. At the same
1: time, how strange is that?
0: I know. We'll see, that's because we are such a tightly, you know, interlinked. That's right team
1: or we are synchronized
0: exactly so as soon as I heard that you were moving I said gosh darn it <laughs> I need to pick up two
1: <laughs>
0: so so now we are recording here in the uh, the Austin studios of karate cafe and mm-hmm. uh, and the uh, what the Grand Rapids and
1: the Grand Rapids and the Grand Rapids studio that's, yes
0: that's right so that'll be awesome um so Dan uh, w- one of the, the basically we'll just get straight into the topic as it were uh, It's basically just gonna be like a recap, basically what we're doing, but uh, it's a uh, a facet of our life change that we've gone through that may apply to you, the listener. And uh, Dan, why don't you uh, kick that for him?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I was thinking about uh, topics today, and I thought, you know, at in part, I think people listen to the podcast because. It's sort of a journal of our lives as well. And I think a lot of the things that we go through parallel what a lot of martial artists go through. And, uh, you know, if, if 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 you're lucky enough to be able to make a living from martial arts, that's great. But if you're like most of us uh, and you can't make a living from martial arts, then... Uh, other things become a much higher priority than the school that you're going to, or your students, or whatever the case might be. So I know that that for me, anyway, um, worrying about leaving a school uh, was kind of at the very bottom of my list. Of gee, I've I've got to move my life from one city to another, um, and I just didn't I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to. Uh, does this matter for my martial arts career? And luckily for for me, I'm coming back to a city that I trained in for a long time. So I get to actually come back to uh, a school that I've that I've been training with for probably a decade now, on and off, um, which I'm kind of excited about. It's on the other side of town, which always concerns me. Uh, the schedule's not great, which concerns me as well. But uh, you know, you do what you can, right?
0: right now is this uh which school is this is this your wing Chun school or this is, is this your
1: this is the, this is the wing chung school i also took Jiu gar there a uh, long long time ago and so uh it is the it's the wing Chun school i was i was really really close to um getting my black belt which i know we've talked about as kind of an arbitrary accompl- accomplishment but it's it's an accomplishment for me nonetheless so I really feel strongly about just being able to go back and, um, and, and, and wrap things up there and who knows if I'll continue on or not, but, uh, I, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to wrap stuff up and, but like I say, who knows, maybe I'll stay on or maybe I'll drift over to something else. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure yet.
0: Well, is there a chance that, uh, you can, you know, get up to speed and, and, you know, get your, your black belt, uh, equivalent in Wing Chun and then maybe start a class on your side of town?
1: Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that. Generally, um so th- black belt is not not the end of the system. Um Wing Chun's structured quite a bit differently than I think uh and we've we've talked about this or alluded to this a little bit. Uh at least in my school Wing Chun's structured a little bit differently in that um you go from essentially from no belt to red belt, which is the very highest level. Um, actually gold is the highest, highest. And that's when you, as a red belt, get your, once you train your first red belt, then you get gold. But anyway, um, red belt is actually end of system. That's where you, you know, all of the techniques that the, the, all of the individual techniques and all of the forms the system has to offer. Um, and once you get to red belt, uh you know with permission you can then start teaching so i'd have to get my black and then move on to my red
0: oh, but uh, so you, yeah. you just but, but can you teach a black belt i mean no. no no
1: no no uh you can teach you can teach classes at the school uh but you can't go off on your own and teach classes
0: oh okay now uh does your instructor listen to our show i don't think so Cool. So what's prevent you from just uh, opening up your own class?
1: Nothing. Um,
0: Only your sheer honor.
1: That's right. That's right. No, I, I think that uh, there are kind of two things that, that would prevent me from doing that. One is uh, the martial arts community is not that big. And if if I got to black or I went back and, and, and got my black belt and uh, decided that I wanted to teach over on this side of town – Personally, I feel I have enough martial arts experience in general to be able to teach. I did it before, um, but to say, "Hey, I'm going to teach Wing Chun," you know, and and here's my lineage, which is kind of a big deal for for people in Wing Chun, and I think it's I think it's kind of a big deal for people in karate as well. But um, here's my lineage, and this is what I'm teaching. That that feels uh, kind of dishonest to me if. If I don't have my instructor's thumbs up now, at the same time, if if I'd been in, you, you know, if I'd been training in Wing Chun for ten years and my instructor says no, I don't, I don't think you're ready to teach, then I'd feel a little bit more okay <laughs> about the whole thing and saying, hey, I, I'm going to do it anyway and screw you. But uh, yeah, at this point, um, I don't think I know the system well enough to start teaching it. So.
0: Hmm. Well, maybe you could do – would it be possible to do like a, uh, a training under? Like you could have a class, but it would be under that instructor?
1: Yeah, and in fact, um, it's, it's funny because I know that – I know people that have done this uh, and uh, like my friend Sterling did this. Uh, essentially, what, what I would think you would do anyway is start what I would call a study group. Uh, so you'd have a Wing Chun study group, and I might be the leader of the study group, but I would not be the official, quote-unquote, teacher. Yeah. And if people who didn't know anything about Wing Chun wanted to come in and just uh, sort of hang out with the study group, you just kind of tell them up front, look, I'm not an official teacher. You can obviously join us and just have fun, but I'm not going to rank you, and... You're not going to have any official rank and you're not going to learn anything officially if you want to go to Chan's. And, you know, if you want to come here and learn and then go to Chan's and either test or rank or whatever, that's cool. But uh, I, I think a study group is probably a good option for those people that are, that are in that sort of gray area um, of not really wanting to teach, but maybe the, the dojo location or schedule is inconvenient. Uh, and maybe there are other people in your area. And in fact, when I lived in Lansing, uh, I would work out with a guy once a week and, uh, we were going to the same school and he, and it was just he and I. So we'd, we'd work out once a week. And then because the school was a little bit, uh, it was like a half an hour away, which I know is not a lot for most people, but it's a lot for me. Um, uh, I would study with him and then once a week I'd go to class and that was enough to sort of, uh, uh, keep my training up. So. I think it's a good option.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that's kind of paralleling what I'm doing here. You know, I moved to Austin and uh, I fired up the internets and got on Craigslist and just um, posted <laughs> a uh, uh, an ad that said, you know, I'm moving to Austin. I'm a martial artist. I'm looking for other people that are kind of into martial arts. Maybe, you know, get together in the park, do some bunkai. Because, I mean, I didn't know, you know, where I'm going to live. I mean, I knew where I was right. working. Because and you know, I'm here and I'm working, but you know we're still in the process of buying our house, so like you know all my stuff and everything is still in in Dallas. In transit, yeah. you know. So uh, I I basically told you know the few there were a few people that responded back, and I said yeah I don't know where I'm going to live, so let's just pick a park and go there and and work out, and um and in the meantime I've actually um, a friend of mine recommended a school. It's a Goju school, which I talked about on the minisode uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, mm-hmm. and i've been visiting their class and, and getting a little workout in and uh you know so so that's nice uh
1: now are they charging you
0: no no that, oh. the uh, the wow. the instructor here is uh really really nice he's he's the truest example of what we talk about as a um uh you know just a an honest straight up instructor uh you know like i said in the in the minisode you know he's not a karate snob and he he said you know uh, just come here and train, and you know we'll work on whatever we're going to work on, and you know maybe we'll, you know, compare and contrast a little bit, and uh, just mm-hmm. come and have fun. And then he was, you know, when you get ready to set up your school, this is what I thought was really kind of interesting. Was he said when you're ready to start your school, you know, I said I have a lot of contacts, you know, so we can, you know, I can help you try and find a space, and you know maybe you can sublet from somebody or, you Man, know, I he says see. there's lots. That's how it should be. And that's how it should be, you know. He, he he's not. Uh, in contrast, I think I, I, I talked to you about this uh, a week or so ago. Was you know I emailed a few schools yeah. that are around the, the house that we're looking at in the area that we're looking at. It's it's like surrounded by uh, schools of you know various and sundry uh, Korean styles. There's you know Taekwondo mm-hmm. schools and uh, I think the Kuksho Wan schools and some Taekwondo schools. Anyway, I'm like I'm I'm surrounded. I'm pinned in. I'm surrounded by the Korean guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know so i was like okay well it's going to be kind of hard to open up something you know around near my house probably yeah. um but i emailed uh, i think three or four schools of those schools that are around me to just say hey you know i'm moving to the area i'm a martial artist uh i'd like to stop in and say hi you know get to know you and you know whatever and i didn't receive word one from anybody and uh, I was talking with the uh, the Goju instructor at that school that I'm going to, and I said, you know, because he's he's been training here a long time, and he knows a lot of the guys. He's like, oh yeah, Sorry. you know, that was one guy, and he kind of he kind of owned that area of town, and I think it's like his students, and you know, whatever. And uh, anyway, but but no one responded to me, and so you know, my theory is because I mean, they're all storefront schools; they're they look very you know well established, and you know, signs and trophies and the, and the thing like that is I, yeah. I, i'm quite sure that when i sent them my email and of course in my email there's i have a signature that's attached and it has a link to my site and all that stuff like that and i'm fairly certain they went to my site and saw that i was a martial art instructor right and said this guy's a competition i don't want anything to do with him
1: or, or or at the very least said well you know i'm not he's not going to come to my school i'm not going to bill him so why, if I'm not going to make money off of this guy, why would I be interested? Right.
0: Well, maybe I should email him back and say like, you can charge your students extra money to train with me on you know something, <laughs> you know. But uh, or or get free advertising on Karate Cafe, the world's first internet podcast, first internet, yeah, first internet radio show. As a, as I was in told. Fact, this is a...
1: in, in fact, what's the what's the name of the school that that you've been going? To? Let's let's plug him.
0: Oh well, it's Austin Okinawan Karate. Uh,
1: well, see.
0: Yeah, that's uh they're they're a great school and a great bunch of people like the whole school in general. But anyway, on to my saga. So, you know, I was kind of like there's there's the contrast of between a guy who has in an established school, you know, he had several black belts, you know, blah blah blah, and being very open and like, you know, hey, I would totally help you because he's another Okinawan style. There's no Shorin-ru in in Austin apparently that I can find. So, I would be like the only Shorin-ru school here, which you know, would be handy. But, um, you know, it, it, it was just a very open kind of thing. So I'm still training with those guys, but then I'm also going to meet with some people in the park and, you know, kind of work on whatever, you know. And maybe I'm looking at maybe doing some uh, private lessons. Oh, that's cool. You know, just to try and get, you know, some people that are maybe interested in, and get a little bit of a student base growing.
1: Well, now who who would you give private lessons to, though?
0: Well, I mean, it would be private. Well, I mean, anybody who wants to, to learn. When I was in Dallas, I got a few emails from people who, you know, like they they traveled a lot or something like that, so they didn't really have, uh, oh. a, a need to do, um, you know, they couldn't make regular classes and stuff, and so they said like, you know, do you offer just like private lessons? And at the time, I only had like two or three students, and I said, Well, my class is basically a private class. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, I mean, I, I don't really do that. Um, and I like a class dynamic much more than, you know, a private lesson on dynamic. Yes. Uh, but what I'm thinking now is that might be a good way to get people who, you know, because I mean, you know how it is. Some people don't really, they're nervous to come to class. You know, right. For, there's a, a class of people, and, you know, they, They are. They're afraid they're going to look funny, so they want a private lesson. You know. Well,
1: and honestly, like if, if and when you choose to say uh, I want to start teaching classes and have like a school and things like that, it is always nice to have at least one or two people who have been with you for six months. I mean, just somebody kind of familiar with. Um, uh, uh, the the routine of the class, you know,
0: right. And so that's that was my thinking for doing a you know private lessons is to try and build that little, you know, core of you know two or three students. Yeah. And then that way, when you know we decide, okay, I'm gonna pull the trigger and go teach somewhere or find a space or you know however that shakes out, then yeah, I have a few people to you know kind of help lead the charge and you know corral the. The newbies and all that stuff like that. So, <laughs> so that's kind of what I'm thinking. Because I mean, the last one I just you know rented a space and you know here I am and yeah I had to basically go from go. So, um, yeah, that's yeah
1: renting the renting the space is that's tough, man. That is tough because it's 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 very difficult to to uh, get a return on that investment. Uh, well, I'll give you an example when Sterling and I were doing our thing um, we rented a space. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was a really neat idea. We rented a space that was in a gym and it was like 50 bucks an hour. So to, to rent the space for 50 bucks an hour, uh, gets really painful, really fast. Um, if you, if you only have one or two students,
0: you know, Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you, if you charge them 25 bucks each, you know, that's, that's coverage. Yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> Yeah. So it's, it, it's, uh, so h- how would you suggest going about doing that? I mean, um, I, I know that people use church basements or their own basement or parks or whatever the case might be, but how do you, I mean, it, it I, I get the impression that you plan to start building a, you know, a school again. Uh, how how are you thinking you're going to start?
0: I'm glad you asked that, Dan. Yes. Uh, uh, well, you know, this kind of pro, we had somebody on the uh, the forum uh, a month or three ago who was kind of, you know, asking the same thing, and I think we were actually talking about doing a show on it. But uh, so now here it is, I guess. Uh, well, you know, there you go. I mean, the way I worked it initially was I kind of did what I'm doing now, which was I started teaching in the park. Uh, that didn't go so well because you know I was teaching for free and people apparently want to pay. So um, what I I mean I just searched around until I found uh, you know kind of like all the stars aligned and it was a yoga school that you know just they, they rented the floor and so uh, they were just interested in having a martial art and you know, they thought it would be a, a you know another good you know component
1: bring people in the door
0: yeah or you know just or yeah. something else to offer their students stuff like that so. You well, know.
1: here's here's another. Th- I have taken classes in the park just to interject. Um, and the I think a big consideration for for doing classes in the park are um, one is weather, right? Your your classes are totally based on the weather. Oh yeah. Two is a lot of people are not comfortable with doing martial arts in public and, and especially the beginners, they're just, they don't have the body mechanics down and they don't have, and it's one thing to do it in front of people in the class that have sort of been through the same trials that you're going through. Your, your kicks aren't going to look silly to other people who've had silly looking kicks. Um, but when, you know, a couple of joggers go by and they're doing something and the joggers just kind of stare at them as they're running by, it makes people feel uncomfortable. So it's, Oh yeah, and doing doing stuff in the park is tough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, so one of the things that that I recommend, and one of the things that I did uh, previously, and I and I did actually last night. I was at the park. That's, we we found a house. We made an offer on it, and so I was kind of canvassing the area, and um, there's this really nice park, and so I was walking around the park. And so last night, one of the things I did was I just I went there at uh, like about six o'clock, uh, I I stopped, picked up some something to eat, and I just sat down there, and I just watched how the park kind of flowed, you know, uh, it's how where people kind of hung out. Cause you know, there's tennis courts and there's a ball field and, yeah, uh, and, but there's a lots of trees. So really, um, one of the things that I looked for previously when I was teaching in the park was a place that's kind of secluded. Uh-huh. Uh, and, yeah. So that way, you know, it's not quite so
1: like, hello everybody. Yeah.
0: You know, you're kind of yeah. over in the corner, you're doing your own thing. If someone, yeah. you know, you're not right in the middle of everybody, so you know, you're not surrounded by people. So yeah. that's one of the things to look for. Obviously, you know, there's a very good point is, you know, some place that, you know, the people feel kind of comfortable. You're not making a spectacle of yourself. Uh, and, you know, is, is appropriate for, you know, you're not going to go in the middle of the, like, the, this park I'm looking at has a, a sand volleyball court. And so I'm like, that'd be awesome to be able to do throws and stuff in that sand volleyball court, <laughs> you know. And uh, I was totally, like, looking at that, but it's right next to the playground. Yeah, you know where all the little right. kids are. So you know that's it's not really inappropriate. It's you would probably get end up getting maybe a lot of people watching you, and probably a right. bunch of kids that would right. be like, "Oh, look, it's karate! I want to do it." But right. you know that's not really what I'm looking for. Well, uh,
1: and if maybe if you had a bunch of you know senior guys, then and, and their comfort level was quite a bit different. But then it turns into a demonstration and not a class, right?
0: Right. You know. So, but I guess that's part of the mindset of like you know you're doing your thing. Don't pay attention to them, and then there's that whole, you know, martial art concept on that of being able to focus on on what you're doing. So, but uh, right. but yeah, it's it's absolutely a consideration. And you know, whether here in Austin, you know, it's and in Dallas too, you know, one of the things I did when I started teaching was I started teaching in in the spring, when it was still relatively cool, you know, and and like on Saturday morning, and then I quickly started getting the idea. I was like, well, you know, if I do an actual class and it's in the evening, and in the summer. It's gonna be god awful hot. <laughs> there's just right. there's no way to avoid it here. So uh, that was one of the things that kind of spurred me to go ahead and start looking for an actual indoor location. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I just canvassed, you know, all the and I and I plan to do it here, a little more focused. the The, the great benefit is, you know, I I kind of replicated this. You know, I'm kind of replicating what I did mm-hmm. in, in Dallas with a little more smarts. Uh, right. And, and just as a tangent, you know. I have the ob the opposite um, uh, choice when when I moved because you know I had a school I had uh, I just moved into a nice big space you know yeah, I had that's a, a killer a pretty you know I I had three or four new students I had some more people coming in right you know and uh,
1: it was a it was a big consideration for you
0: yeah you know so uh, one of the things that that I did was like when I got the job offer was. You know, I called my sensei and, uh, you know, I talked to him and said, you know, here's the deal, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And, uh, and the thing about him is he loves karate, uh, but he's an accountant. <laughs> so, right. so he's, 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 uns- so, so teaching is not his full-time job either. No. And he's unsentimental about money. So, uh, what he said was, you know, well, how much are they paying you? And, you know, I got a raise to, to, to do the move and, uh, and whatnot. And he said, well, you, you're going to do that, right? I mean, there was, there was no like, right. There was no like, Hmm, yeah, that's a, that's a hurdle. He was like,
1: you know, it, it, I think it, it, it probably would be different if you had 50 students.
0: Yeah, it absolutely. Would.
1: You know, if, if you had 50 to a hundred students and, uh, a quarter of your income was actually coming from, uh, your school and things like that, then, then it, probably would have been a much different consideration. But as, as we've talked about, as far as the math of, of running a school, you know, you have to, you have to be at 200, 200 plus to actually make a living off of being an instructor.
0: Right. Yeah. And my, uh, so I, you know, after I talked to my instructor, you know, and he was like, you know, you can open up a school anywhere, you know, just you know, you got to do what you got to do for your family and I was yeah that's true you know and then I called our regional director um and I talked to him and he said well you know uh one of the things that I had going for me is I uh, I have a black belt you know he's from another school but he moved to to Dallas and he's training with me so and he just got his second degree and so you know I I can leave the school to him you know and so our our director said like you know you know, does, that's your, nice. does your school make money i said well it doesn't really make money but it pretty much pays for itself and he said right. he said well you know that's kind of the best you know one of the best things you could do <laughs> is to right. g- is to give somebody a a, a stand up school you know that's, oh, man. that that at least is covering its bills yeah so uh and uh, as a side it note it
1: takes as we know it takes a while to get to even that point,
0: right exactly, so you know and 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 for me, it's you know, it's been five years, right, you know, and i yeah i've I've got a good core of students, you know, I've got somebody who I'm getting ready to promote to black belt, you know, so it was there was a lot of like, oh, damn it, yeah, and then yep. on top of that, as if to add insult to serious injury, the um. I'd been I, – I think I told you this and talked about it on the show a couple of times was I was trying to work with the YMCA to get a program going there at my local YMCA. Yeah, I remember that. And we'd been doing meetings off and on, and they were really, really interested in doing it, but they didn't really have the space and then da, da 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 Well, anyway, so like I took the job. I accepted the offer, put in my two weeks, and then I got an email from the YMCA that was like, hey, we are ready to move forward. So <laughs> – so, so I was like, "Oh man!" Oh, that's that's a that's a bummer, dude. So, uh, so on the upside, so so the the, the senior student John he he took the to school, and so for like a month he was training in the the space that I was in, and then I gave him I pointed him to the YMCA and said, "Okay, well, he's taking over the class." So, and now they're in the YMCA. So oh. that's great because it'll be, I think, a really good thing. I think he's gonna have a really solid school. It's really gonna, you know. It's going to help them money-wise because they're actually on staff, so you get paid per hour. And, you know, so wow. so so all of the advantages that you can think of of being in the YMCA, as well as the disadvantages, uh, are right. there. But I think it will be a positive thing in the end. But anyway, so that's kind of the whole like, man, you know, just as that was just getting ready to happen, you know, I've got to go move. So uh, that kind of broke my heart. You know, I got to admit,
1: yeah, that is kind of heartbreaking,
0: uh, you know, but uh, it, it, my ultimate goal is, you know, to perpetuate the system and, and, you know, bring more people into martial arts. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy about that. I mean, that's, that's, well,
1: good. and you know, it's funny cause I think too, that one of the things that, you know, one of the topics that keeps coming up I think, especially with, I think especially with martial arts and, and, and really hobbies in general um, is that you kind of you kind of have to make a decision about what your higher level goals are and uh, you know with with any hobby that has a chance to become a profession and you know it'd be it'd be the same thing if 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 we played the drums you know uh, and you were in a band and gee this band might go somewhere and well, remember, do you move and leave the band and start a new band or but it's 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 really a question of what are what are the ultimate goals of your life because if if one of the ultimate goals in your life is to have a martial arts school, a successful martial arts school where it can be your primary income and all that jazz then you know you you really have to think long and hard then about making a a good career move because Hey, if, if the only, and, and I know that you had a lot more factors than just a job, but if somebody's thinking, well, I could go here and have a better job or I could continue my martial arts school, if if you don't have your goals lined up for what you want in your life, then it's it, it makes it that much tougher to make that decision. So again, to me, it goes back in making making sure that you have the the long vision of what you ultimately want. And if, like you said, if your goal is to perpetuate the system, then, you know, you, you could move every five years and, and you're still perpetuating the system. You're, you're sort of like, uh, Johnny Appleseed dropping bits of knowledge all over the place. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what all that means. I think I started rambling in there somewhere.
0: Well, welcome to Karate Cafe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and that's the thing, and it's my my goal, as far as I know, is not to have a uh, is to be a professional martial artist, and my goal is not to necessarily have a huge school and make a lot of money off of it. Although I'm not adverse <laughs> uh, to, right, to to but, doing that, but, but I don't,
1: That's not your primary goal,
0: right? And and so that's one of the things that you know kind of gets me. I think is, uh, is helpful to me as far as getting a program going is, is, you know, I'm not too proud to, you know, do whatever. My goal is not really necessarily to have a storefront with a sign, you know, and, you know, a desk and, you know, people come in there, right. you know, and uh, that's not my goal. Well,
1: know? and having, I think having clarity on that goal helps you with decisions like should I move to Austin stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, the decision to move to Austin was 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 pretty easy to make. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, but it, there was just you know there was a lot of like as a you know as a martial arts, I was just or as a martial arts instructor, I mean I was just like man I was like right you were yeah right on the edge of like it everything I've been trying to do kind of yeah. taking root really and you know I was going to promote somebody to black belt and I was going to you know maybe get into the YMCA and you know we. And and so there was the disappointment, the heartbreak of uh, kind of you know quote unquote missing that opportunity, but you know there was the whole opportunity of moving somewhere else and taking what I had learned.
1: In- I was going to ask you about that. I mean, how much how much smoother do you think the experience of of building up a school in Austin will be because of your experience?
0: I think it'll be. Uh, slightly easier just from the fact that, you know, I know what didn't work, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I think that is, you know, probably, you know, relative to where you're at, you know, Uh, like Austin is a a pretty active outdoor city. So there's going to be lots of opportunities to like be outdoors and, you know, run into people and, you know, maybe work out and uh, different places to work out. Uh, It's also, you know, a very, you know, hip Social media-wise and stuff like that. So whereas Dallas, I think, was, but it was more spread out, so it was harder to, you know, really target something. Where well, Austin is okay. actually a fairly small town, so it's, I think, it'll be much easier to target, uh, you know, uh, potential students. Although, and, and, man, it, it sounds works.
1: like they've they're 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 pretty saturated with martial arts schools.
0: <laughs> you know, th- there there are quite a few here. Um, I, I gotta admit when I, you know, I typed in martial arts and, and whatnot, you know, I came up, there's lots of jujitsu here. There are uh, a couple of Aikido schools. Um, there's a, a couple of Kenpo schools. There's lots of Taekwondo as, as, as usual. There's lots of Tangsudo, which, you know, I haven't been to a place with so many Tangsudo schools, uh, but there's not a lot in the Okinawan vein. So that's kind of, and the people who have uh, emailed me vis-a-vis my uh craigslist ad one of the things they said was like they used to do okinawan arts but they moved here and there really aren't any there's like a couple of go-to schools and that's it um you know uh
1: okay so so this, there is an opportunity then
0: yeah yeah there, there is i mean you know and uh the other thing is you know because this is such a you know kind of a college town and a uh a heavy music town there's I think my impression is there's lots of turnover. So like, you know, there's going to be every, you know, every year there's going to be more people coming. Uh, and uh, so okay. there's, there's a big influx of people coming in and flux of people coming out. So because of that, there'll be people who, you know, maybe trained in, in my art maybe, or, you know, yeah, it, and, and they're moving here. So, you know, there's going to be much more opportunity to that. So probably it's going to be, Getting back to your question, is you know, I I know I have more of a feeling of you know, okay, this worked. Like I got a lot of people, uh, a lot of interest via the website, you know, for my website. So, you know, my focus is going to be a little bit more on that of making sure that's a little more high profile. And because I now work for a website, you know, here in Austin, you know, a web company that does a website, I've got a little more.
1: You got the inside
0: track. Well, yeah, I've got resources to say like, hey, how can I make this a little more you know yeah visible um you know so i i i've got kind of got that going for me um and then the fact that you know I already like have my you know uh the rules and you know how i wanna run the class and
1: right price right yeah uh, th- y- yeah i've
0: got i've got all that infrastructure admin stuff.
1: That, figured out already. That
0: I've, yeah that I've I figured out. I don't know. I've got it set. <laughs> right. So you know. So I've got. Well,
1: I'm sure you tweaked it after you. Uh, you know, I'm sure your first draft was not your final draft.
0: Oh no 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 yeah. So I mean, yeah. there's there's, you know, hoops that I that I had to jump through in the last five years that I do not have to jump through now. Right. You know those so, growing pains. Yeah, and so there'll be you know that sort of thing, and I'm a little more, you know uh. I guess you might want to say um, cold-hearted. I guess you know it, it was the the last one was kind of it was my first effort at running a class, and you know my my students were a lot of them were my friends, and we kind of hung out, and you know I would let stuff slide. You know, from the business standpoint, like you know, I'd like hey, you don't have to pay this, but it's okay, don't worry about it, we got it covered, you know, and, and which I don't want to lose. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I've kind of learned in that. Span of time to be a little more dispassionate about you know dues and rent and
1: yeah you know I heard a long time ago that uh, <laughs> I, I love the saying friends pay friends retail uh, and if if you've got a if you've got a buddy that that does whatever you know if if uh, he's a professional drywaller and you need him to come in and drywall and he's like oh I'll give you a good discount I always say nope. Don't, don't give me any kind of discount because I'm not going to give you any kind of discount because, <laughs> because you deserve what you get paid. So why would I pay you any less than you deserve to get paid? Um, and it just, it, it also then doesn't interfere with friendships. Cause here's the other thing is your buddy starts coming to class and doesn't pay you. And then it just, it's like, wow, that's kind of a dick move. <laughs> and yeah. then you feel you feel resentful towards your buddy and uh that's not good for the friendship. So Right. I don't know. I think you're I think you're perfectly justified in saying, "Hey, I you know, just to let you know, uh you you owe me money for this month."
0: Yeah, you know, I, and I kind of had to do that towards the end, which was uh, yeah, half frustration, half, you know, barely basically imperiled the class to keep going was, you know, I had to actually email uh, the the parent of one of my students and say like you know yo you need to pay <laughs> right and you know you, it's a long time student and and it, but you need you need to pay you know you can't yeah. just kind of come in and come out I said I have to pay bills you know I have to pay for the space I have to do you know whatever so yeah. uh, I'm going to be I think in this iteration of of my dojo a little more dispassionate and a little more protective of you know my time and the preservation of my school and, you know,
1: which also, I mean, just to, as a side note, that's sort of, that's also completely different than, than somebody to you and saying, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm having a really hard time. I lost my job and blah, blah, blah. I just, I can't afford it right now, but you know, here's some of it and I'll make sure I catch up when I get a new job kind of thing. That's, that's a different story than, I forgot to pay three months in a row,
0: right, yeah, no, absolutely, and then that's so that's the flip side of that coin is you know I now understand kind of uh you know what I'm willing to let slide, what I'm willing not to let slide, you know, and uh i I am willing to like, kind of let that slide a little bit, you know, but but what I'm going to try and do with this next you know generation of my of my school is make it so it's much more secure of a foundation so I can do that, you know, a little bit later, you know, whereas kind of from the get-go, uh, it was such a um, kind of rinky-dink operation, the way the way I, you know, handled the money, uh, that I was kind of like, oh, you know, it's okay, I just, yeah, because I just want people to come train, I just come train, you know, and I'm making enough money to cover the bills, all right, well then, as the school kind of grew and I had to move into a bigger space and stuff like that, the... The wiggle room that I had started dwindling, you know, and so, but I had let that go out so long, you know, that I, you know, I was like kind of hesitant to to raise fees, and I was kind of hesitant to, you know, poke people and say like, hey, you need to be paying, and you need to pay on time, and uh, so, with this with this go around, I'm I'm I've you know I, I learned that lesson. And I'm going to be a little more dispassionate of, and I guess, and maybe, you know, you could say needy, going like, you know, just come train with me and you don't have to pay this week, you know, and and be much more like, you know, I'm teaching this. Do you want to learn? Okay, well, then you have to pay. And, and then, right. you know, and, you know, this is, this is the cost of what it's going to cost to, you know, do it. Yeah. And, I think, and you if, know,
1: I think one of the... One of the best ways I've seen that done is actually at, 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 at Chan's, the place in Grand Rapids. What he did was um, like once every couple of weeks, he would print out invoices for everybody. And we did three-month contracts. I mean he had six in a year, but I always did three. Um, so I guess it was – yeah. So once every couple of weeks, he would print out invoices. And what he would do is he would fold them in half and then write the person's name – on the top of the piece of paper, and he would just hand you the paper as you were walking out. Um, and if if you forgot to pay or didn't pay, then the next week or two, you would get another one. And he would just keep giving them to you <laughs> until you paid up your account. And it, I think that it was... It was a nice balance between – I mean at some point you're going to have to sit down and talk with somebody. Yeah. But it was a nice way to kind of poke people and remind them um, without feeling like a dick about it to say, hey, all I'm doing is giving you the bill of what you owe me. <laughs> the, I'm not harassing you about anything.
0: The ever-increasing bill. Yeah, that's actually not, – that's not a bad way because I would just send out uh, reminders and, and – what what I was kind of hoping was it would be kind of a self leveling problem. Like I would send out an email to the entire group, yeah, and say you know hey everyone you know I would preface it everyone, and I would say like okay you know dues are, and I I would send out automatic reminders. I had uh, email set up that would automatically send out like you know a week in advance you know so
1: everybody's dues three was, days oh because you did you did by month right 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 month, so month. Was at the everybody was month to month
0: yeah yeah uh, and so. Um, I would just, you know, send out and say, okay, you know, dues are due in a week and dues are due in, you know, two days, dues are due, you know, whatever. And then, uh, then like, you know, I would say, okay, dues are past due. And so everybody was getting that email. And so I was kind of in my mind hoping that then, you know, like the senior students and stuff would be go like, you know, is everyone paid up, you know? So that way. But uh, right. I'm, I'm not going to do this this next go <laughs> Next yeah. go I'm going to be much more direct and go like, "You are, you are late." Um, yes. But, Give me my money. Uh, one of the things that I did do was I set up a price structure, you know, and like I said, I don't have contracts. But what I did was I I did uh, PayPal subscriptions, and you okay. can you know do three months or six months or whatever. And what I did was I set up. Um, a pay structure which you know when I wrote it down I looked at it I was like man it's kind of convoluted but I kind of look at it now where I was like it's purposely convoluted to make it make the choice easy and uh, the easy choice what I the easy choice I had wanted was that they would just do the electronic billing uh,
1: well, yeah, that's what you really want to push and, people and
0: towards, and is that, that, that monthly subscription, kind right? Of deal. And I do, you know, three months, six months, or a year, or whatever. And then I would do it appropriately, like you know, I I had some sort of like ridiculous, you know, or relatively ridiculous price for month to month pay, you know, by by check, you know, this is what it is, yeah. And then month to month pay by, uh, you know, credit card or electronically, you know. It was like five or ten bucks off, and then you know, if you subscribe for like three months, then it's like ten bucks off or whatever. So, <laughs> so that you know, and you know, and and so I just kind of made it like da da da, and uh, I even did with an idea of doing one, and it was going to be like a hundred bucks a month, flat. You know, you do electronically, uh, and you know, it covered everything. It covered your dues. It covered your test oh, that's fees. Right. I remember covered, you, talked about you know, that. And, and I just get, was getting ready to set that up as the school, you know, as, as this job thing happened. But, um, you know, I, I just wanted to make it like so, you know, the choice is obvious. Just do it this way, you know. And then if you want to write me a check every month, that's going to be fine. But you're going to have to pay, you know, freaking 20 bucks more because I have to keep track of that. So, you know, I, and uh, I had one student who took up the, uh, the subscription thing and it worked great so anyone who you know is is going that route with paypal you know for for good or ill the arguments for or against paypal the uh, little subscription thing you know he signed up for 3 months boom 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 deducted it amount you know and then stopped after three months, and life was good. Um, yeah,
1: and it just works.
0: And it just works, you know. You you lose a couple bucks on on the transaction, but but you know you're going to lose a couple bucks, deal. you know.
1: Anyway, and so like we said, unless you have two hundred students, it's not really you know it's not a it's not a big deal, right?
0: You know, so and that would obviously you would probably go a different route that way. But anyway, uh, for a, a class my size, it was fine. So that's sort of the thing that I'm going to set up moving forward is, is I'm going to make it, you know, here's, here's the prices. Here's what you, you know, if you don't Just like it, easy. you know, if you don't like, fine, you know, yeah, there's other schools. Yeah.
1: Go, I'm not going to beg you to come to my
0: school. Yeah. You can go down the street to some school and sign a contract for a year and, you know, have to, you know, pay what, you know, it's fine, whatever, you know, that's, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it, like I said, I'm going to be much more dispassionate about the whole process. I'm not begging people to come work out with me yeah i'm just gonna here it is if you want to sign up that's what it's going to cost you know and then i think
1: that's a good way to go
0: and then hopefully there'll be enough of a foundation a base you know that i have you know you have study money coming in you know how much is coming in blah 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 that then when someone comes to you and says like hey i'm short this month lost my job or you know car blew up got you know can i slide it yeah you can slide it on this month that's fine make it up next month you know and or you know, fine. Come mow my grass. I don't care. You know, something. Right. Right. You something. know, make it make it old school, you know. And yeah, go go to the well and draw me some water. You know. Right. Right. And, you know, come chop some wood. You know, whatever. Because <laughs> uh, because I do have a fireplace, or we'll have a fireplace in this new house. Nice. So the the wood chopping thing might actually be valid. Uh, nice. But but that's where I want to go, and I want to make it much more. You know, I guess for lack of a better word, much more businessy, much more much businesslike. More- Yep. Than that it was uh, in in the last school, um, but I already have that sort of infrastructure in place. I don't have to create it, which was you right. know kind of your question.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So, well, all right. We I I think we're running out of time here, so we should probably wrap this up.
0: Yes, we should. Um, but go ahead.
1: Uh, I think that we will continue to let people know the 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 journey of our of our travels. You know, like I say, I think that. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we struggle with, most people struggle with as well. So
0: yeah, which is kind of the whole basis for the uh,
1: the whole point, right? The whole
0: point of it, yeah. And uh, we will, of course, get back and, and talk with our uh, our friends and, and get people on the forum at creditcafe.com. dot uh, com. We will also, you know, as always, accept your your topic suggestions and uh, absolutely. And we will come back with uh, with our own little brain droppings, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, as usual, but now you know we're gonna try and get back in the saddle. We have uh, kind of settled in. Dan actually has a place to live. I'm still sleeping on a couch, but um, <laughs> but we will continue to uh, to move forward. We swear. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, it was
1: great to talk to you, man.
0: You too, man. It's been a it's been a little while, and it'll be yeah. good to get back in the saddle.
1: The, the saddle feels good.
0: It does. Now it's time to <laughs> to ride out into the open range. That's um, right. Okay. And, uh, uh, Dan and, uh, dojo manager still, still running, going still,
1: still, still still running, still humming along. Um, the, uh, the, the, the patches and improvements have been minimal due to the, to the move and some of the craziness. So, uh, but it's, you know, it's stable and it's, it's 10 bucks. I'm I'm doing 10 bucks a month, regardless of the sizes of your school. So, um, uh, no matter what you've got, uh, it's it's 10 bucks a month, and it'll always be 10 bucks
0: a month. Wow, that is a good deal. I, it,
1: the, the accounting was just easier for me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> see, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it, again, it's a tool that I use at, at my school. Well, I, I, I did up until I no longer had a school, but it's a tool that I will be using going forward in my new school. Yeah. So I recommend yeah. it to anyone who's trying to start a class or is just trying to get, get control of... The yep. massive amount of creeping paperwork um,
1: yep oh and it's I don't charge at all for uh, five or less students so if you're just starting a school and you want to experiment with something just to track. Uh, who owes you what? That's really what the intention was: is who owes me what. Right. Um. Uh. For five or less students, it's free. So
0: there you go. That's there
1: that's, you go. That can't beat that. That's sort of my my contribution to the martial arts community.
0: Oh, there you go. Aww. Um. And then of course everyone remember you can go uh, slide over to PeronaGear.com, our sponsor. Yes. And, uh, buy some stuff. Let them know we sent you. Buy some stuff. And they will uh, they will love it. Ironically, um, uh, Bill over at uh, PeronaGear sent me a new gi and uh, i got it the like the first week i started here in austin so and uh he said he said oh i'm gonna send you new gi and that was like a month or two ago and i kind of forgot about it he kind of forgot about it and then it showed up in the mail and i was like and i have no school to wear it in so bummer yeah but uh but i will wear it i, I and hopefully i will have a school here pretty soon to wear it yeah um, so thank you bill for that and uh it's a fine quality gi. i'm really happy to have it and uh So slide on over there, buy some stuff, let them know we sent you. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Well, Dan, I will talk to you next time. That sounds great. And we will talk to you all again very soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. Remember, you can help support this podcast by going to our sponsor, Piranha Go to piranagear.com and let them know Karate Cafe sent you. You can also support the show by donations. Go to KarateCafe.com, click on the support button, donate as much as you like, or as little as a dollar a show. That's all we ask. And as always, you can continue the conversation on the forums at KarateCafe.com. We'll talk to you again very soon.